The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. We're all usually excited to receive a job offer after what can seem like an endless hiring process. Unfortunately, employers sometimes rescind those offers for one reason or another, leading you to have a flood of emotions, to say the least. What do you do in those situations? Well, we're talking all about it on today's episode. From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs and the ever-changing landscape of our professional lives. I'm Andrew Seaman, LinkedIn Senior Managing Editor for Jobs and Career Development, bringing you conversations with experts who, like me, want to see you succeed at work, at home, and everywhere in between. I spent a lot of time and money on an education in journalism. In other words, using words. Even with all of that as a foundation, I can only describe the current labor market as kind of weird. The economy is strong on most fronts, but businesses are still facing some headwinds, especially in industries like tech and finance. We're still seeing people be cautious about hiring and big expenditures. So it's not unheard of for an employer offering someone a job and then rescinding that offer. If that happens to you, what do you do? Well, we're talking today with Lori Shreve-Blake, who is Senior Director of Career Engagement at the University of Southern California. She's going to talk to us about how to guard against that happening to you and what to do if it does. Here's Lori. It does happen. I think some reasons have to do with contingencies that are related to your employment. So when you go for that first, second, and third interview, I think it's important when they ask questions, when it comes down to them making an offer, what are the contingencies as it relates to my job offer? What type of checks do you do and things like that? Just so you're aware of what the process is going to be, because it could be a background check. It could be a drug check. It could be a credit check. You may apply for a role and think, well, why do they care about my credit? But that could somehow take you out of the running. And what employers want to do is they want to get the best talent and they want to snag it and they want to move on to the next project. And so they'll make an offer while all of these backgrounds are still percolating and you accept the offer thinking, okay, everything's done and it's not done while they made you the offer and asked you to sign it. And so that's a reason we're hearing about this more, as you mentioned, and part of it has to do with the recession. I mean, we know the Fed is trying to cool down the economy and part of that is less jobs that are available. It could have to do with budget as well. It could have to do with looming economic things. We weren't planning on COVID and things like that. Mm -hmm. Weaker economies and them stepping back so that their company kind of survives. But it is unfortunate for a candidate who has given notice has maybe relocated to another city or state, rented an apartment, signed a 12-month lease to find out that five days before they begin, the job is being pulled. And so it, it is devastating and it's unfortunate. And we talk a lot about stages of grieving as it relates to when somebody that you love passes away, but there are also stages of grieving as it relates to losing a job. And that could be either being downsized or having an offer rescinded. And we definitely need to know as much as we can. We need to be savvy yeah. job seekers and candidates and understand their whole process so that we make sure all those 
boxes are checked. And really, it's not until all those contingencies are checked and everything is clear that we should give notice to our current employer and say, okay, now we're given the two weeks. Like you mentioned, we weren't planning on COVID. And there are some circumstances where there's nothing you're going to be able to do to actually prepare or prevent a job offer from being rescinded. But for people who are in the hiring process now, what else can they do, do you think, as a precautionary? Should you ask them up front, is there a possibility that this role will be eliminated? Yes, I think definitely when they're making the offer, it's important to ask the question. We have a looming recession and inflation. And is there any possibility that for any reason, this job would not come through or whatever. You can ask that question and you can do it in a nice and professional way. I don't know if that person that you're asking is going to really know the answer, if it's their boss's boss or somebody who's in another vertical in the company, but I definitely think it's worth uh, asking questions and being an advocate for yourself in a professional way. I I definitely recommend that. I also want to add another reason why a job might be rescinded. The negotiation part happens when they make you the offer and then you go back and forth with kind of the negotiating piece. But what some people will do is after they've signed the offer, they're making a lot of demands. And so if you get too pushy, they can also rescind, not based on the economics of the situation, but based on how you're behaving. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, sometimes they'll think that once they sign the offer letter, it's a done deal. But the reality is that once you're considered an employee, you can be let go at any time. That's right. We're all at will. I always say we're like the football players. We're at will. We're like the NFL. We can be <laughs> let go at any time. And we're all at will employees. And then the other thing I would say to what else can you do to advocate? We talk about networking a lot, and a lot of times we think it has to do with getting our foot in the door, but it also has to do with talking to people that work in that organization. So if I really want to work for AstraZeneca, maybe trying to see who are alumni from my alma mater uh, who work for AstraZeneca and ask those employees, how are things going? Are you hearing anything? What's brewing? Is there any talk of layoffs? Uh, The work that you can do, in addition to asking those politely assertive and advocacy questions for yourself during the interview process. You can also put on that detective hat and do your own background on that organization. Yes, I could definitely endorse that. And obviously, I think a lot of people, they'll ask, shouldn't a company have to compensate you if you're going to rescind a job offer? What about those situations? Do companies owe you anything? I would say seek legal counsel. Depending on the situation, they may owe you something. I'm not an attorney, so I can't give legal advice, but I would definitely say that they should seek that if they feel that and make sure that it's not discriminatory. We'll be right back with Lori after this break. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tober Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. 
I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. And so, we had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. And we're back talking about rescinded job offers with Lori Shreve-Blake, who is Senior Director of Career Engagement at the University of Southern California. How do you even respond to a notice that says we have to rescind this job offer or what should that conversation be like? Yeah, I mean, I think if it's the economy, then I'm not sure we can do anything about that, but move forward. As a career coach for many years here at USC, helping our students and alumni, what I would say is, number one, if they gave their current employer a two-week notice and now this job is rescinded, and they're still at the employer or maybe not that far off, maybe go back to that employer and see if you can get your job back. If you're in one of the rock star roles where, you know, what you do is very specialized or it's really hard for them to hire people or you just have a great relationship with your boss, they care about you and they're able to do that. I think that's a good place to go to see if they would take you back or if you want to go back. A lot of times when people are looking for a job, they want to move on for many reasons. The last job's not going to work out. This job was rescinded. Then really focusing in on the job search process. Opening up that network again is really key. Tapping into LinkedIn, tapping into their university alma mater to see what they have available, tapping into professional associations in the industry that they can start to connect with. I think going back to the network and tapping that and moving forward after you've had a time to take a deep breath is important. And also looking at temporary work, if that be the case, or some of the gig work to just kind of tide you over while you're finding that next opportunity. It's a great reminder to not burn a bridge because I know some people, they want to leave an employer and they want to burn it to the ground. But you really shouldn't do that because you never know when you're going to need that bridge in the future. (laughs) Exactly. Definitely don't want to put anything on social media, bad mouthing, because past performance equals future performance. Yes. And the other question I have about rescinded job offers, maybe they call and say, hey, listen, there were some concerning things on your background check or your credit check came back with some flags. Mm -hmm. Can you negotiate with them? Is that a possibility in those situations? I think definitely you should try. Nothing beats a try but a failure. I would definitely advocate for yourself and bring in the paperwork to support that and see if that is a negotiable piece that you can move forward with the job. And when they say, I'm sorry, this is it, believe them and move on and believe there's something better out there. Keep pursuing, keep hope and expand that network. And that's what we say at USC. We say fight on. It means despite what happens to you, keep moving forward. Yes. And also, someone told me this a long time ago, and it was don't fall in love with the job until you start it. And I always remember that because a lot of people, they'll find a job that maybe just sounds perfect to them and it's their dream role. And then they're crushed when they don't get it because they also have stopped their job search along the way because they were so focused on this one job. 
And even when you're in love with a job, keep your interviewing skills active, maybe apply to a job once a year and just to practice your interviewing skills and stay open to opportunities and possibilities. And what I love about LinkedIn is you can confidentially say what you would be open to. You may be happily employed, but confidentially you can add what jobs you're open to. And that's for recruiters eyes only. And so I like that as well, because even when you're in a job one year, five years, 20 years, what have you, bean counters can decide, you know what, we're not able to keep this percentage of the workforce. And so we always have to be ready to make that next move and to be the CEOs of our career and manage our career. Something that you mentioned earlier, I think is really good to maybe double down on. This could easily be an incredibly traumatic experience for a lot of people, especially if they had been looking for work for a while or they're really unhappy with their current role. How do you suggest people go through that process of grieving without necessarily letting it impact your larger job search or other things that are going on? Well-being is so important. And I would say go back to your support structures. Those are friends or family or a therapist or what have you. You shouldn't blast. Company X just rescinded my offer after I moved clear across country and signed a one-year lease and put that on social media. We don't want to do that. But with our trusted friends and colleagues and medical professionals to share this with them. I think that's really important. I think people need people and being able to grieve and even talking to people that maybe this has happened to. I would say seek out people who have been downsized, lean on your support structure, acknowledge that this did happen and that you put the energy into it and give yourself time to grieve that. But then dust yourself off and move forward and expand that network. It's not personal. We've heard that saying a lot. It's business. It's not personal. And so understanding that this is really not an attack on the qualities that you have as your education, your level of experience. Yes. And also, it is information. So if something popped up and maybe on your credit check, it's something, like you said, that can be addressed or you can even address it if you're in the interview process with another company. And the other thing that I think is especially important is, like you said, lean on your support network because a lot of people, they feel ashamed when something like this happens or even if they're laid off, they don't want to tell people it because they don't want to feel unwanted. People want to feel wanted by employers and be in demand. And I think it's always underutilized to actually lean on your support network and be a little bit vulnerable because if you say, hey, I need a little help here, people will say, oh, I could help. Exactly. (laughs) And former supervisors that think you're amazing. Everybody has a great network. I always talk about looking for a job, it's like a a monopoly board, if you will, or a a game board. I say, okay, go and talk to this person. And then you have that conversation You talk to the next one. And before you get around the board, you have the job. And I think if we know people who have had job loss in any form, that's supportive as well, because you want to feel like you're getting advice from people who have walked in those shoes. Yeah. And once you do go through the hiring process for another role, do you bring this up? I wouldn't say, oh, I had this offer with at company X and they didn't know. Just keep moving forward. And if they say, why did you leave your last company which or organization, which comes up a lot in interviews, say, well, because I had a fabulous offer with another biotech firm. And unfortunately, due to this looming recession, the position was rescinded. And so I'm focused on moving forward. I think that's such great advice because especially, like you said, if it's because of the economy or maybe the company was underperforming, you still were a top candidate. And is there anything else that people should know about rescinded job offers or anything else that you'd like to add? I know bills have to be paid. 
during this time of a rescinded job offer. So I think I want to emphasize, again, look at temporary agencies, look at consulting gigs. There's all kinds of different websites out there where you can be a consultant for certain projects. So I look at project consulting, temporary opportunities, so that you can still bring in income while you're looking for that next job. Because at the end of the line, it's about your bottom line. And let's be resourceful in that process. And let's leverage our education and experience as much as we can to command the dollar that we need to command while we are in transition. Yes. At the end of the day, most of us show up to work because we have bills to pay. (laughs) And sometimes you need to do something else for a period, but it doesn't mean the door is closed to other opportunities in the future. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Lori. I really enjoyed this conversation. I enjoyed the conversation, too. Thanks for having me on your podcast. That was Lori Shreve-Blake, Senior Director of Career Engagement at the University of Southern California. Remember, it's up to you to put our advice into practice. Still, you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Also, if you liked this episode, please take a moment to leave us a rating on Apple Podcast. It helps people like you find the show. And don't forget to click that follow, subscribe, or whatever other button you find to get our podcast delivered to you every Wednesday. Because we'll be continuing these conversations on the next episode, right here, wherever you like to listen. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. This episode was produced by Alexis Ramdow. Rafa Faria is our associate producer. Asaf Gidron engineered our show. Joe DeGiorgi mixed our show. Dave Pond is head of news production. Enrique Montalvo is our executive producer. Courtney Coop is the head of original programming for LinkedIn. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. And I'm Andrew Seaman. Until next time, stay well and best of luck.